I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'm here to help you turn your love of travel into a thriving business and a dream life. This is Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Yo-ho out there in podcast land, Aaron here, and you have landed on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. This is day eight of a 10-day launch extravaganza. I've got a fantastic guest coming your way in just a minute. If you're joining me for the very first time, though, I want to take just a quick moment to share what's in store for you here at Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. If you're passionate about travel and you want to use that passion to create a profitable business, then this podcast is for you. When you subscribe to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, I'm going to introduce you to some of the travel world's most successful entrepreneurs who know just what it takes to turn wanderlust into a profitable business. In these very special launch episodes, you're going to listen in as I chat with several individuals who have each made the decision to try and create a business around their love of travel. These individuals are diverse in their experience and in their expertise, ranging from full-time bloggers to upstart tour operators all the way to people with zero business experience who are looking to take that first step toward their dream life. I've chosen to feature these individuals during the launch of Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs because these are the types of people this podcast is here to serve, and I want you to hear their stories first. One thing my first guests all have in common besides their passion for travel is that they are all attending TravelCon, a conference that helps people learn the skills to develop a profitable and sustainable career in the travel industry. The inaugural TravelCon event happens September 20th through the 22nd, 2018 in Austin, Texas. Today on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, we are joined by Marissa Mohi. Marissa is joining us from Norman, Oklahoma, where they are preparing for a big Oklahoma University football game tomorrow. So she's getting ready for the craziness. Marissa is the creator of the appropriately named marissamohi.com, where she blogs about the work of being a writer, whether that's the day job or a side hustle. Marissa, welcome to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on. Yes, my pleasure. Before we start talking shop, because we're all about talking business here on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, but before we go down that road, tell me a bit about yourself and the role that travel has played in your life. Well, I have to say that I don't think travel has played enough of a role in my life, but it's always been something that I've aspired to do more of. Uh, So just kind of a quick about me. Um, My dad came to the U.S. in the 70s for college. He's originally from Tehran, Iran, and he came here in the 70s and during the Iranian revolution kind of got stranded here. And then he met my mom, and my mom is actually uh, the daughter of a Mexican immigrant and a Native American woman. And I've just always felt that, like, uh, just, you know, who I am ethnically would lead me to travel a lot more. So for me, traveling is a number of things. It's uh, kind of finding out more about myself and where my family comes from and stuff like that. But then also as a writer, it's just a great way for me to get away and work on what I want to do in an environment that I don't always get to have at home. Interesting. Okay. So you're, you've taken that to the next step and you're, you're, you're starting a blog. 
uh, around your travels. And tell me about that, marissamohi.com. What is that all about? So right now, it's kind of more focused on writing and intentional living, but I definitely want to add an element of travel to it because uh, I just... I feel like if you are living intentionally, travel is a big, important part of that because you are experiencing the world and actually taking it in. Uh, I think it's really easy to put yourself on autopilot and show up at the nine to five and not notice the things that are going on around you and not appreciate those things. And so I'm trying to give myself uh, a more mindful life path, if that makes sense, by uh, putting travel as part of my mission with my blog. And um, as a freelancer, I've done a little bit of travel writing. And just from that, you know, I know that it's something that I want to do. What specifically about travel what do you want to write about? What it is, is it about your, your personality, your message that you feel is going to resonate with an audience? What are you going to really be putting out there for people to consume? I think... For me, uh, it's all about the experience. And one thing I like about writing, uh, I've trained more as a fiction writer than anything else, but typically get paid for more of the nonfiction stuff. Uh, But I think that being able to relate experiences, universal truths, and just things about being human in different places is what writing is all about. And you can definitely get that from travel, all those new experiences, all of those. just important truths that you might not find out about yourself if you always put yourself in the same place. So I think that the reason that travel writing makes so much sense for me is just uh, not only would it add to my fiction writing, but it's something that, you know, I would want to be able to share with my audience. Well, tell me about that decision to a specific decision to take travel and really bring that into your universe, into your writing and into your website. And tell me about just that decision to to really take that to the next level. Yeah. Um, Well, I think it was a number of factors, but I kind of woke up one day after a breakup and I was like, you know what? I'm in my early 30s and I haven't done a big portion of the things that I wanted to do that um, I always said I wanted to do. And in my 20s, it was always just like, yeah, I'll do that someday. And not that, you know, turning 30 was, uh, you know, like a timer going off or anything like that. But it was just like, you know what, if you don't ever plan for someday, someday doesn't ever happen. So just kind of taking that moment and realizing where I was and how I hadn't gotten what I wanted. That's what really kind of pushed me to start doing these things. And then also, um, when I was in grad school, I actually had an opportunity to take a travel writing class. And if you are a student or, you know, you're in a place where you can take a travel writing class, it's great because it's a class that you basically travel and you learn at the same time. So, uh, this was in 2009, 2010 over Christmas break. Basically we got to go to Puerto Rico and take classes on the beach and learn about different styles of travel writing and ethical travel writing and things like that. So it was amazing. So I think just having that experience and then knowing that that's always something that I wanted to do and realizing that I have to make it happen. I think that's kind of what kicked me in the butt. <laughs> What's a, What was your biggest takeaway from that class, from, from a travel writing class? Uh, probably that we have to tell stories ethically. So, um, a big issue with Puerto Rico is that, you know, they were basically 
colonized. And now, even now, they're a commonwealth of the United States. And they function under U.S. law, but they don't have the ability to vote. And so with the most recent hurricane there, um, you can kind of see how they're treated under U.S. law. And a lot of how they're portrayed is a very specific way, not necessarily by... um, you know, the people that live there. So we always have this outsider perspective of the places we travel to. And I think an important thing that I learned in that class was you have to get the people who live there to tell their stories and you get to carry that story, but you don't get to be the one that tells it. So you are basically the microphone for that person. You're sharing their experience because their experience is going to be more genuine than your outsider perspective of where they are. And how how does that translate specifically? Just talking tactics here for for our bloggers out there in the audience. How does that that tactic translate to to a travel blog? I think that you have to be very careful with how you share your information. And I think somebody who was really good at this was Anthony Bourdain. So when you watched his show, he was very good about finding locals and finding the actual culture of a place and then just letting those people tell their stories. So as a blogger, I think it's really important to do interviews. Um, I know sometimes people get into the blogging game because they want to write and maybe not necessarily interact with people as much um, and just kind of write about their experiences. But I think the more you interview people, the more information you get, uh, the more you let people show you what it's actually like. I think the more genuine your writing is going to be. And then also just the more ethical it's going to be. It's not going to be you stealing somebody else's story and framing it in a way that's not real. Well, as a podcaster, someone who interviews people like yourself all the time, that is incredibly valuable on a lot of different levels, but just connecting human one-on-one connections, whether it's in person or uh, over the over Skype, like we're talking today, just making those personal connections adds adds a real richness to your life. And just from a business perspective, your network can never be too big and, and too and too extensive. And just making those connections as you write your blog and as you move through the world, I I can see that doing nothing but good things for you moving forward, and also set you apart, like you said. There are quite a few travel bloggers who just, they, they write and they write about themselves and their experiences and they may be very successful, but there's an opportunity here for you to really set yourself apart as being someone who really immerses themselves in the culture and brings in the locals and incorporates that into your content. I, I think that's really super cool and I'm, I'm glad you're taking that step. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think that it's, you know, the best way to get the real experience. Cool, cool. I'm glad you're glad you're taking that step to share it. So tell me about the business side of your blog. What do you got going on now, if anything, in terms of revenue, and what are your plans for the future? So right now, um, I like a lot of bloggers are kind of floundering with the way algorithms have changed and are constantly changing. Uh, so I do some affiliate linking, and I'm always up for sponsored posts. But I think sometimes it's really hard to find a good sponsored post. I don't want to write about a project or a a product that isn't something I would use and wouldn't make sense for my audience to read about. Marissa, let me jump right in there real quick, just in case people are just at the very, very bottom and have no idea what a sponsored post is. Can you just tell us what that means real quick? Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, sometimes companies or marketing companies or PR agencies will reach out to you and you know offer to pay you to write about a specific product. And so um, let's say just as an example that Lucky Charms reached out to me and wanted me to write about uh, their cereal, then I would create a post 
based on how that cereal or how I use that cereal in my daily life. And uh, then I would get paid for it, basically. Um, so it's basically like you're creating an advertisement for the company, uh, but it's, you know, a post on your blog. Did you just pull that example out of the, out of the sky or out of the rainbow? <laughs> I did. Um, but that I was a good love, one. I really want Lucky Charms to sponsor me. It doesn't make sense for my brand in any way whatsoever, but I really love Lucky Charms. So <laughs> well, you're putting it out into the universe right now and it's going to come back to you someday. Someone with six degrees or less of separation to the Lucky Charms people is going to hear this podcast. And Marissa, I sense a lot of good things, a lot of good luck and rainbow flavored marshmallows coming your way. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I need in life. Cool. Let's talk struggle. Um, let's talk some specific struggles. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Let's let's not move on just yet. You, I kind of interrupted you. You were talking about the sponsored post and your affiliate. Um, you said you do some affiliate links as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the main one I use is Amazon for now, just because it is so ubiquitous and it's you know easy to integrate. I will say that they do change their requirements for you know how you disclose that information like every 20 minutes, which means you have to go back and update every post that's living on your blog with that disclosure. Um, so <laughs> that's a problem. But then I also use Etsy. I think there's a lot of small creators on Etsy that have great products, especially for travel writers, like, um, you know, like really cute bags or journals that you might want to take on your trip or, you know, like camera bags or camera straps, stuff like that. So um, through the AWIN affiliate network, that's another one I use that Etsy is on as well. Okay. So take me real quick through the process of learning about a product or using a product in your life and then transitioning that into an affiliate relationship. Yeah. So, um, I mean, depending upon how big you are, it can be pretty hard or maybe easy. Um, so I am pretty small potatoes in the grand scheme of the, the great big internet. So if I do reach out to companies, they tend to be a little bit smaller. Uh, so if you have a product that, you know, you use that makes your life easy. So for example, maybe it's the web hosting company you use for your blog. You might ask them if, you know, you can put an affiliate link on your site and that could just be you know, uh, a static page that people can click on where you list, you know, all the products you use. Like I use this camera, I use the, this web hosting company, I use this site design company. And then just through linking to that, if anybody is, likes that site design or whatever those products happen to be, they can just click on it and uh, you get a commission from that. So I think that it can be hard to find one uh, or a company that, you know, is into letting you do that. I think just because affiliate links have become such a big way for people to earn income, especially on Twitter and things like that. There's all sorts of e-courses designed to teach you how to do that. But if you find a company you like, I would reach out to them and, you know, just kind of send a professional proposal like, Hey, I would love to do this. You know, can I get either 10% off what I'm actually paying or, you know, you can pay me to advertise for you or something like that. Great, great. Thanks for the the basic education there with affiliate marketing. Because folks out there in the audience, you know, I want to be able to to help you out if you're even if you're just getting started. And a lot of you listen to these entrepreneurial podcasts, business podcasts, and you hear terminology get thrown around like SEO and affiliate links and sponsored posts. And you know, we get Marissa and myself and other people in this space. We throw those words around because just it's, they're so common, but without really thinking about there's folks out there who don't know what that stuff is. And I mm-hmm. want to make sure you get educated at all levels. That's what we're here for. That's what dramatic travels entrepreneurs is all about. So Marissa, we're talking 
TravelCon. I brought that up at the top of the show. You are attending TravelCon, and I'm curious, what is a specific struggle you have right now in running your blogs that you hope to have addressed by attending TravelCon? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, So I want to find out how I can approach finding more travel opportunities. Um, I actually have a few, but most of them are actually local to Oklahoma, which is weird, you know, because I've lived here my whole life. Um, But, you know, there's our tourism board has a magazine and I write for them on occasion. Uh, And there's uh, a lot of the visitors bureaus will ask me to write for them too, which is great. I love it. But I want to be able to find ways to approach different visitors bureaus or maybe uh, different travel companies, whether that's like a cruise line or, um, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know if there is like a, a European visitors bureau or something similar to that or what they would even call it. But I want to find out how I can approach those companies and show them what I can do so I can do it for them and then make some money. Well, how did you, how did you make those connections with the local groups? So um, I would recommend anybody who's interested in travel writing or, you know, taking their blog to the next level to join blogger networks. Uh, They can be weird and kind of hard to find depending upon what you're interested in, but they are out there. So right now I'm a part of Travel Massive, which is actually like an international group with little chapters all over the world. So you might see if uh, your nearest big city has a travel massive. And honestly, if Oklahoma City has a travel massive, you probably have a travel massive. Marissa, you are a great podcast guest because you took the words literally right out of my mouth. I was just going to say that I'm a member of Travel Massive San Francisco chapter, a little easier probably to to find there in the San Francisco mm-hmm. Bay Area. But your points are all all excellent. I'm curious that when you're talking about being part of these local chapters, are, are there some lessons you learned kind of being maybe a, a big fish in a small pond in Oklahoma, some lessons you learned from those experiences that you can start learning how to amplify and reaching out to some of those bigger, bigger brands. What have you learned about that so far? And what's, what's missing from your education in that realm? Um, well, I would say one thing I have learned is even if it makes you feel icky, you have to go to the networking events because I have gotten so much paid work from those networking events. So just showing up, buying yourself a drink and rubbing elbows with the right people and then passing out a business card. It's, you know, it, it, you, you got to schmooze to get what you want. So pass I out think, business cards, not pass out. Yeah, Be very yeah, clear yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you don't drink enough to pass out. That's not good networking at all. Yeah. Don't be um, that guy. Don't be that gal. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to show up to those events. But the one thing I would like to learn is, how to get invited to the bigger events that are maybe a little bit more uh, exclusive. So I think that, you know, with everything, you have to work your way up. So it's a matter of starting small, maybe at your local travel massive meetup where you meet, you know, one company that wants to sponsor a post or you meet one visitor's bureau that needs your help with something. And then from there, you know, as long as you do your work and you turn it in on time and you're a joy to work with, generally speaking, you know, your name will get out there. So I'm hoping that, you know, at TravelCon, I'm able to kind of use some of those skills I've learned from networking locally and then, you know, just basically trying to impress everyone so that they want to work with me. <laughs> well, let's be, let's be very intentional here, Marissa. Give me the name of one highly exclusive group that you want to connect with and someday be invited to their big party. 
Oh man, I would cut off my tongue to work with Viking River Cruises. Um, hopefully I wouldn't have to do that, but I would love to be invited to work with them, to go on one of their cruises, to do several sponsored posts, any social media sharing they want. I'm all in on that. Okay, so if the Viking people are listening. Hopefully the Lucky Charms people are listening too. Marissa, <laughs> you're putting these intentions out into the world and that I applaud you for that. So tell me about going into TravelCon. Is there any particular speaker, presenter that you're particularly looking forward to who you think will help move the needle in your business? I don't know if I'm in, interested in a speaker per se, but I know that there are several sessions on search engine optimization, which... I think we hear a lot about as bloggers, uh, but I am very interested to see how it works um, on an international level, especially with, you know, search terms that are fairly ubiquitous. So, you know, just like uh, if I wanted to travel to Japan, you know, how am I going to make that search term specific to that location and, you know, actually rank for those things? Excellent. Well, I think you're going to have uh, plenty of opportunities at TravelCon to to connect with folks who are going to be who are you know masters at SEO. There's going to be a few, at least one presentation that I know of regarding SEO, and I think you're mm-hmm. going to be definitely in good hands. You're going to be surrounded with like-minded folks, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'd love to check in with you after TravelCon, see what you learned, and see how um, just the impact that the the conference had on you. So we could do a follow up episode and see what you learned and what you're going to do going forward. Yeah, that would be great. Cool. All right. Well, we have been chatting with Marissa Mohi from Norman, Oklahoma. Marissa, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us here on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yes, indeed. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Remember, your dream life begins at dramatictravels.com slash E. That's E for entrepreneurs. Dramatictravels.com slash E. Aaron Schlein, signing off. I will see you later. Later.